Let's get on with the show. Yeah, let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with the show, bruv. From WBNE. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Garland. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today is Monday. And this is Bacon and Eggs. So bring back the Mandalorian. And make a set of teeny tiny baby Beskar chainmail. Because today we're bringing you the Book of Boba Fett slash the Mandalorian. So today we're talking about episodes four and five, The Gathering Storm and The Return of the Mandalorian. Uh, These were directed by Kevin Tencharon and Bryce Dallas Howard, respectively. It came out on January 19th and January 26th, uh, which were, I guess, 12 and five days ago respectively, and they got a 90 and 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. I do kind of want to address the elephant in the room real quick. We are talking about two episodes, which is not what we normally do. That's true. We just kind of got a little behind last week, so sorry about that. But now we're back together. And the other elephant in the room is that these are probably the worst two episodes to combine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because Whoops. one of them's not even for this show. Yeah. So <clears throat> what I remember the original pitch being, and I don't know when this changed, I haven't kept up with the, the, the press releases, but the original pitch was there would be four episodes of the Book of Boba Fett and then Mandalorian season three would start and they would run concurrently for four weeks. That doesn't appear to be what's happening. It does not appear to be what's happening. As far as I could tell, season three of the Mandalorian has not been filmed yet. Really? Yeah. Or if it has, then it like very recently finished. No, oh, I didn't know that. It's I thought slated it was for done end of this year instead of end of last year, beginning huh. of this year. Anyway, so Friday was supposed to be the day when Mandalorian season three, episode one came out. But it's not, obviously. Obviously, yes. But they did film like a Christmas special, which is what we saw this week. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it a Christmas special. Well, I mean, it's like a one-off. It's it's like like two two Mando, two Furious, right? It's the whole scene from Fast and Furious one where they're like, it's going to be a lot of wrench time, but you know, two Jay-Z engines, we got it. And they're fixing up the Supra. Yeah. Can I just, okay, I want to. I do not. First of all, I just want to let, I want to, I want to get an elephant out of the room. I don't remember a damn thing that happened in episode four. I was going to say the same thing. That's when, so that explains uh, how. Oh yeah. How Fennec Fennec and Boba got together. How they got together and how that started. Yeah. I was reading the description and it was like, you know, Boba Fett teams up with legendary mercenary Fennec Shand. And I was like, yeah, no dip. I I remember that. Watching that at Disney Plus, I was like, yeah, that's what the show's about. That's the premise of the show. (laughs) And then, then it was about their past, right? It was a cool episode. they got. They got Slave One up and running. They uh, they go like fly into the starlight. Pit. Oh, there's a uh, there's a seismic charge. Yeah, we got to hear oh, that noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time I play, I can one. listen to that noise all day. <laughs> yeah, That's it's almost it as good like. as the uh, the dark saber music or the dark trooper music. Oh my god, that was so good. Too. The end of season two when it's just like normal score, normal score. <laughs> Do you think? Here's what I want to know, Ethan. Is this the best episode of the Mandalorian. No. Maybe except for the season two finale. No, it's like maybe five or six. It's so good. It's not as good I, as the Kray Dragon episode. How did you feel? This was kind of a weird experience for me. I didn't know this was coming. I, I had seen people talking about like, oh, episode five, Din Djarin's in it. And I was like, oh my God, what a cool cameo. What a cool like end of episode while the little team up in the final episode. Great. No, no, no. Yeah, no. This is an episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. And I had such a weird feeling in my heart when Din popped up on screen 
because I was like, I love this character. Yeah, it's a, he's ways back. I, he's I cannot so, describe. He's so and sad without Grogu. He's so and sad. He makes tiny he's, baby chainmail for Grogu. And he puts it in a little little pouch. A little pouch. Little Grogu does he carry around with him until he gets to meet Grogu again? And Grogu's gonna be a badass Jedi that wears chainmail. Yeah. It's be Tar this Vesla, isn't like Tarvisla reincarnate. Who's Tarvisla? He's the Jedi Mandalorian. Oh. This isn't D&D. Like, you can wear chainmail and use the Force. Yeah, but he's the Je- he's the Jedi Mandalorian. There's only been one. Well, now there have been two. Well, yeah, well, Grogu, will I, have I don't think, has taken the creed. Of of uh of mandalore this is the way this yeah. is the, the never remove the helmet yeah well, and, and i'm glad we got back to um i'm glad we got back to the the armor and 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 uh paz Vizla because it just reminds me of the whole you know like anti-evangelist narrative that's going on here with yeah that they keep throwing in where like yeah dan you were in a cult my dude not only were you in a cult you were like an outcast of that cult of that, that cult, you were in. Yeah. Like, they didn't even like you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and as soon you know as she started like talking you? crap about, as soon as she started talking crap about Bo-Katan being like, you know, she's a, she has a cautionary tale. I was like, ah, yes, this narrative, this old chestnut that we're getting back to. <laughs> Of John Favreau being like, listen, um, we got a lot of things to cover in this season. We're also just going to take a stab at contemporary Christianity. Just every now and then just poke that bear. I do. So here's my problem with the Mando episode in that it is so good being in the middle of Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett's great, right? I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. We got Mandalorian armor. Sometimes we've got like a big poorly outfitted Wookiee with like Power Ranger looking. We've got Danny Trejo as a Rancor trainer. We've got Danny Trejo as a Rancor trainer. But the characters, despite Boba Fett being from 1970 or 1980 even, uh, is not as developed as Din Djarin. So like we get, like we're in the middle of this like early development between Fennec Shan and Boba Fett. Then we get this character that we have like the world has fallen in love with yeah. and invested time in. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we've seen a lot of great development, but it's on Tatooine, right? It's not... Right. He's not making friends with people all over the universe and then call them in for one big final mission. Not yet. Yeah. I do... Uh, Din Djarin has a Naboo Starfighter. Yeah. And they spend half the episode, like, fixing it up in, like, a fix-it-up montage. Yes. It's great. Fantastic. It's great. He, he flies Boonta. He flies the uh, yeah, pod the, race track. The old Beggar's Canyon run. Yeah, yeah. He he. A Naboo Starfighter, underrated ship. I think I. I think if we. I'm not going to ask you to pull up the clip because that's. I. I don't. I can't guarantee that it's there. I think in our Phantom Menace episode, I mentioned that the Naboo Starfighter has always been one of my favorite Star Star Wars ships. I I would agree with that. Yeah, because it was like secretly unlockable in Star Wars Rogue Squadron. And oh, I was, was so it? jazzed about that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You could do like an old fashioned cheat code. Like they had a cheat screen or like you had no, to like, like you, go to the home screen. No, you had to like left, left, back, back, right, right, down, down. B-A-B-A start. Yeah. And it'd be like Naboo Starfighter unlocked. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And uh, yeah. What, what's what's her name? The the mechanic? I always forget. Oh, it. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. She's always great. Got to check in with her once every, I don't know, eight or nine episodes of stuff. Yeah. Just really, really sell that narrative. Her and her cool droids. She's got a new one, like a baby droid. It's adorable. She's got a BD, BD unit. Yeah. So are you familiar with the BD unit? No. It's adorable, oh, though. It is adorable. It's a great droid. It is also the droid that uh, is in um, the game, the, ga- the game, the Star Wars game, Fallen Order. Okay. So, I've never like, played in that Fallen one. Order which is fantastic. You would really, really like it. Um, 
you run around as uh let me let me get you the clear answers does it have kyle katarn in it no but it's got um cal kestis okay i'm familiar with that guy um yeah and his sort of buddy is that bd unit so like so there's this kind of like, oh my God, is Cal Kestis going to be in, in Star Wars? And he's played by Cameron Monaghan. It's like a mocap. So he looks like Cameron Monaghan. So they could like literally just get Cameron Monaghan. Who's Cameron Monaghan? Do- he's, uh, I don't know. He's he's an actor. Oh, you were saying that like he's somebody. <laughs> he played Cal Kestis. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what else he's done. Um, he was the- in Click. He was okay. in The Giver. He was in Gotham. He was the Joker in Gotham. Okay. Um. Uh, so anyway, you play as Cal Kestis, and you get this little BD unit, and he's who heals you in the game. Uh, and so you know, there's this like question, like, oh my god, is that the BD unit from from Fallen Order? Well, we'll find out. Cause yeah. Oh man, I hope we find out. Does Dave Filoni have anything to do with Fallen Order? I don't know that he does, because it seems like we only get to to get Circle Jerk properties from Dave Filoni stuff. I know, which is a little sad. There's a lot of really good books out there. And there's a uh, uh, there's some good comic series as well. Doctor Afra, that's a Star Wars thing, right? I have no idea. Yes, it is. Um. Anyway, yeah. So we get a whole episode of the Mandalorian here. After we get a whole episode about Boba's past, and it's just like it was a pretty good episode, right? There were there were no Power Ranger bikers. I know they were pretty divisive among the general fan base. They were in it briefly. I think they mentioned them, right? They're like calling so. the mods. Yeah, maybe, but they weren't. They weren't on screen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. People hated those guys. Hated them. Well, I mean, yeah, I wasn't crazy about them either. But what are they gonna do? Like, literally, what are they gonna do? Stop watching. No. What are they? What is? What is John Favreau gonna do? What do you mean? Like, what is he supposed to do? If it's already all filmed, right? Yeah. And everybody's like, oh man, we freaking hate those bike. If they're in another episode, we riot. We get on our colored motorcycles and we drive on down to. Uh, where does John Favreau work? I have no idea. Hollywood, baby. Or here's maybe here's what he did. Maybe he was like, okay, we had you know how we have that Mandalorian season three pilot ready to go at any point. Let's drop it. Just drop it in. Just just put it yeah, in there. Just do it. Just, just do, do it. it. They'll we go need nuts. A week. <laughs> They'll go nuts. Buy us a week. We'll reshoot. It's fine. None of these people are busy. Yeah, I, I do no just want to. Uh, I do just want to tell you something real quick. Okay. You know, a minute ago I was like, "Man, we only ever get stuff from the Dave Filoni catalog. When are we going to get stuff from Doctor Afra, the Star Wars uh, critically acclaimed Star Wars comic on screen? I don't you know. know who? You know who's in Doctor Afra? No, Chris Anton. Oh, the 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 dark Wookie. Yeah. Well. Seems like he's had a pretty sordid past, though. Yeah, his first... I mean, he's been in the series for a while. He was one of Disney's first characters. Uh, first showed up in Marvel Comics' Darth Vader comic book series on February 11th, 2015. What? Yeah. Did you say Marvel Comics' Darth Vader? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Bill! Whoops. I didn't know you were doing this tonight. Yeah, doing it tonight and tomorrow. Oh. Well, I don't even think about Dr. Afra. Well, maybe we'll read it together one day. No, that's not going to happen. Man, you just, you you fight it. You fight it. Because I have no interest in comics or but really giving, any expanded Star Wars crap. I'm, I'm giving it to you. I'm saying let's do this together. Yeah, but I don't want to do it. All right, we'll see. There's enough of this stuff that there's like four more shows that are coming out this year. I know. They're going to be all so good. Maybe. Yeah. I I, I have lower expectations for the Ahsoka show than I do for, than I did for WandaVision. So... Yeah, I definitely have lowered. My problem with that is like, I so badly wish that I could really enjoy the Clone Wars animated series. I know we have this conversation all the time. Yeah, I just don't understand your way of thinking here. Everybody raves about it. Well, I mean, it brings a lot of people I really care about a lot of joy. So like, I wish that I could get that same joy out of it. 
and I just can't, man. Every time I try, it's just, ugh. I don't know what it is about me. I'm even stuck. I've been on the same episode of Rebels for like two years now. Mm. You should give up. Watch something else. Well, yeah, I do. I watch a lot of other things. We watch stuff for this show all the time. I'm telling you, man, you watch watch something that's not for this show. It'll change where your do life. You, where, I've been watching all sorts of stuff not for this show. I've been watching Great British Bake Off with Emily. Uh, I've been complaining earlier. about the Great British Bake Off. Here's my thing about Great British Bake Off. People talk about it. I, I so I did watch like four or five episodes and I got sucked in, right? Like it, it got me. Yeah. So I'll I'll grant you that one. People talk about it like this wholesome show with these characters that are so interesting. Like I brought up my favorite cooking show, which is Triple G, in our conversation, in our private chat. And you guys were like, Triple G is not as wholesome as it's Great not. British Bake Off. And I I, I It's not do even not my favorite Guy Fieri you. property, and it's definitely not my favorite cooking show. Fietti. No, you're good. You're fine. Guy Fietti. It's it's okay. It is definitely his best show, and it is definitely hilarious. Not hilarious, wholesome. What am I trying to say? I'm not saying it's not wholesome. I'm saying it's not the Great British Bake Off. I I mean, like, yeah, GBBO or GBBS, whatever we're calling it, it's good. It's great. I would continue to watch it. I think God's love big enough for both. Yeah, no one's saying but it's not. But that's the thing. No, people don't think they're on the same plane, but they are. Well, they're, they're just not, though. Triple G is so, he's so slept on. You are the youngest person in the world that watches Triple G. You're the youngest person in the world that watches the Great British Baking Show. That's not true. Everyone watches the Great British Bake Off. Everyone? Everyone, yes. Even Paul Hollywood's like a jerk. You know who's not a jerk? Guy Fieri. Paul Hollywood's not a jerk. Yes, he is. He's like mean to them all the time. He's, He's not like, mean to them. And he gives them tasks where they're like, your technical challenge today is to bake a cake. And they're like, oh shit, I've never baked a cake before. I think a cake is, oh rubbish. Here comes the guy from the Mighty Boosh. Yeah, Noel's great. And then Paul Hollywood's like, what do you mean you've never baked a cake before? Everybody's baked a cake. That's just not how any of this goes. It's exactly how all of it goes. Every single challenge, there's somebody that's like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, because they could. What would happen if you went on the Great British Bake Off right now? And they were like, hey, bake a Battenberg. If they were like, bake a cake, I'd be like, I don't, I genuinely don't know how. Here's, yeah. I can make a pound cake, pound of butter, pound of flour. I got, I got this one in the bag, baby. You think they call it like, like a, like a half kilo cake? Do they? I don't know. They probably call it sponge cake. Nope. Sponge cake is something different. No, they don't. Yeah. What do they, what do they call it? Hold on. What do British people call pound cake? Uh, they're not telling me. Knowing the so, British is probably something like cakey, wakey, fluffy boy or some, some crap like that. A drizzle cake is from Great British Baking Off. The Great British are baking off. That sounds like a dirty thing. Uh, a drizzle cake is basically a pound cake with holes poked into it to allow the drizzle dash a thin sugar icing mixing mixed with fruit juice. See, so I, no, I, so I, I much watching, prefer the cooking shows that have like that that have like a whole season long challenge. So that's the best episodes of of Triple G as well. So if you're not aware of the tournaments, then I don't know that you really understand Triple G. Like if you haven't watched, you know, the like seven eight episode long season finales where they take all the all your favorite judges and have them compete against each other you know like and they really do wholesome stuff and they talk all about the charities they're supporting or they bring in winners from years past you talk about like sending their kids to college or finally having that nice honeymoon or or even even smaller stuff of being like i want you know i'm a cook from 
the inner city of Baltimore, it would be so amazing if I could buy my son shoes, <laughs> name brand Jordans, to go to school. And that's a big deal. Listen, a lot of people don't realize this, but like the culture surrounding shoes and schools, I was just talking to somebody about this in town. You can't just, like if there are kids in need, you can't just give them $8 shoes from Walmart. That will, yeah, it will protect their feet, but socially will knock them down pegs. So when you do like a a shoe drive to donate shoes to kids in need, you should bring name brand shoes. Because we did this in Roanoke. We, we provided shoes to like, I think it was like 60% of the school of, of uh, it was either 60 or 40% of, of the uh, city schools students didn't have shoes. They raised like $50,000 in like three months. It was amazing. Uh, and they had to get name brands. They had to get Nike. They had to get Jordans. They had to get you know, all this stuff, because if they didn't, there was a social implication. It was dangerous. This is not a very small picture of you. This is not. No, this is at a networking lunch so that I could focus on my career that I learned all of this. Yeah. <laughs> it was also about, I think that's a pretty small picture, raising $50,000 to give back in your own community. Not when you're saying that this is why I watch guys grocery games is because somebody can buy Jordans for their kid in Baltimore. That's true. But I don't know. I just, uh, Triple G is so good. Guy's such a good guy. He's the best. Yeah, that's fine. I would say no one's like, taking this if, away from you. They're just saying, watch the Great British Bake Off. I think if you put Guy Fieri on Bake Off, that's a show. A lot of people think he'd be all about Flavored Town. No, I don't think so. I think he could tone it down while still having the flames. I don't think he could tone it down I, far enough for that show. I if Noel can be on that show, oh yeah, yeah. But Noel's British. They all have that extra like half gear that we don't. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I, mean, I, I can't, can't go that. Down. I can't go that chill ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> It's because we don't do tea every day. We do coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I do coffee like six times a day. Yeah. You remember in, in college, we lived with a guy named Stephen Plotz, or I lived with a guy named Stephen Plotz, and he would make an entire pot, an entire carafe, like 12 cups of coffee twice a day. That's insane. Stephen didn't have many vices. Maybe he did. Nothing was a vice to Stephen. There yeah. was no guilt in anything yeah. he was doing. If it, if it relaxed you, then that was more important than whatever it was. And I don't want to say that to be like Stephen was all in on the drugs. He wasn't. He just drank but a lot But do you know what coffee. I mean? Like, he drank a lot of coffee. And he was really healthy otherwise. Which, I like, coffee's not that bad. He There's a lot of trauma vices. So the Pike Syndicate is running spice through Moss Espo and Moss Eisley. That's not cool with anybody. Yeah, nobody Everyone likes Everyone hates that. it. Everyone hates the Pikes. Yes. De they've taken two entire episodes to show us that they're going to have to fight the Pike Syndicate. Yes. And they're going to need Din Djarin's help to do it. They're going to need Din Djarin's help to do it. I, I wouldn't rule out Bill Burr showing back up. Just like riding that, a space bantha. Like, that would be the best. Got like Bill a, yeah, Burr's like, character. Like a rocket-powered uh. bantha. Just like, yeehaw, let's go. What do you think the odds are that in the show that they're doing for the dude from Rogue One... Uh, Cassie Andor? Yeah. What if they just change the name of that show from Andor to Ann Burr? And it's just like Bill Burr's character. I, I mean, think ultimately that would be a odds bad of thing. The, what do I think the odds of that happening are? I'm going to go with a fat 0%. <laughs> I, I can pretty much... You guarantee they're not going to name the show after the actor? I Yeah. Yeah. I can guarantee <laughs> you a lot of things aren't that you just said aren't going to happen. Uh, I think it would be a step backwards for Hollywood, right? Like... Obviously, you just took uh, one of the few Hispanic characters in Star Wars and just yeeted him away in favor of Bill Burr. A raunchy a white comedian. A raunchy white comedian. Um, yeah, no, I I don't have any feelings about the Cassian Andor show whatsoever. 
I I just lately I've just wanted to absorb myself in Star Wars because we we got that one scene in Rogue One where he was like I'm a fucking stone-hearted killer and the rest of the movie he was like I am a teddy bear I am very sweet this is K2SO so I have no idea what I think is going to happen in that show many boxes other than a really sassy droid happening you think K2SO will be in it Alan Tudyk yeah. Oh, absolutely. So happy. That was such a good character. Yeah, it was. He died. Yeah. Well, maybe he's a droid. He was shot a lot. He was shot a lot. But he's also a droid. I was going to say, like, wouldn't that be a cool opening to the show? Is like the Cassian Andor show actually takes place after Rogue One. And, yeah. and Cassian's Cassian alive. survived. And I was like, oh, no, wait a minute. No, he's definitely not alive. <laughs> yeah. That would break a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> if you could survive a strike from the Death Star. <laughs> Yeah, Bail Organa, also alive. Yeah. Just chill. Him and Cassie Indoor chilling. <sighs> when was the last time you watched a Star Wars movie? Um, Sometime last year. Yeah. Watched, you uh, throw watched one on? The Old Force Awakens. That's a good one. And maybe like half of The Last Jedi. I'll throw those two on. I think pretty I fell awesome. asleep. I've been hitting that OT a lot lately. Yeah, I noticed. You said you made some ridiculous uh, pro Empire statement. The other day what where you were like i think you you're 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 uh backsliding on your your rankings and 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 letting empire creep back up there in a way that it shouldn't oh uh, uh, i thought you meant like i was saying like i am no for no for the, the empire, empire of the movie not empire of the concept right yeah you gave me a, a list that i was just i think wholesale unhappy with well, you and I have, because it started with Lord of the Rings, and you and I have different feelings about Lord of the Rings, where you I, put two towers on I, top. And I still Fellowship cannot on the believe bottom. that there's any world in which you think the Fellowship is the best Lord of the Rings movie. I honestly like it's simply not. It's not even close for me. It, it's you're correct. It's not even close. No, like Fellowship is so insanely good, and then when it gets to be all like fight scenes and battle scenes constantly. No, see, you're. It's you're, like they like took away what they promised us with this cozy, amazing fantasy story. With a dark evil in it. Or they never asked. They never said it was going to be cozy, though. I know, and that's why the series is so great. Because, like, obviously, two and three are like. I I genuinely think anybody can say any of the three of those is their favorite. At the end of the day, the comparison between them all is very close. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not. It's, let me put it this way: it's not like Star Wars, where there are like bad movies. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, there are there are the Hobbit movies. Right. Yeah. Um. What was your What was your ranking? Uh, let me see if I can. Also, oh, you said the Lord of the Rings movies were, that you liked those more than, yeah. than all the Star Wars so? movies. That just surprised me. We, it was a question of film quality. Oh I yeah. Well, it, and that's that's the problem I had is the question of film quality. You rated Two Towers as the the worst of the three, which just yeah. is, is simply not true. <laughs> Fellowship is a full hour too long. Mm-mm. It's full out too short. That'd no, be my only No, it's plank. not. Uh, yeah, you said eight five seven four. There, uh, Tyler. I love you. You are my best friend, man. You, you're. You're the closest thing I've ever had to a brother and ever will. There's no world in which that there is not just some deep trauma that's been inflicted on you that you think Empire Strikes Back is a better movie than The Force Awakens. It is simply and categorically untrue. You know what's so funny is I would say Empire is the original trilogy movie I watched the least. Yeah, I would agree with that. No, no, Jedi is, but I could see I could see you. Because I'll put on four with the intention to watch all three, and then like obviously I'll get up yeah. and not watch the other yeah. two. And then I'll be like, oh, man, I haven't watched Return of the Jedi in years. And then I'll throw that on. Because I'll be like, oh, I'll start with four. But I never quite make it to Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And so kind of what's happened is You've been like, oh, I just got to watch Return of the missing. Jedi. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Force Awakens is a perfect Star Wars movie. I just want to make that clear. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, Ray is amazing in this one. Uh, Finn still amazing. Poe I don't think gets enough screen time in the first one. Um, I think because I even remember he doesn't get enough screen time in the whole trilogy. Well, in the third one, he has like a whole side quest where they're like, you used to be a spice runner? And he's like, yes, this is the freaking resistance. We're yeah, we like all used all to be spice runners. <laughs> right. Like, what are you talking about? Hey, none of us are that- good people. Right. Like, we are still, this is like a gray area, right? We all know that, right? <laughs> we are like sort of the gray. You guys know we're terrorists, right? Like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. So the, uh, the politics of the sequel trilogy would set it up in such a way that they're not. It is genuinely a war in this one. Like, it's not... Because there's the New Republic, and then there's the First Order, which is almost like an insurrectionist group. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're... Yeah, so it's... But the New Republic also sucks. Well, they got seven other planets blowed up, so... Well, no, I mean, we're being shown in these TV shows that the New Republic kind of sucks. Yes, correct. Although they got one kind of cool cop that's shown up a couple yeah. times now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mando's there. And Mando's there. Yeah, but he's not... He does not belong to the New Republic. I don't think I realized. I know I said this before, but I don't think I realized that Din Djarin might be my favorite Star Wars character until he showed up. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Just because we were he, so like, we were so abundantly blessed for so long. Yeah, and now we're the farthest we've ever been. Well, I guess this is a Mandalorian episode, but we're the farthest we've ever been from the Mandalorian coming out since it first came out. I know. I don't like that. I need the thing is he wears a mask. Like he'd be fine on set. There's no reason you can't shoot. I, he, I mean, if Pedro Pascal's not even in the suit, he is sometimes. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No. What? Yeah. Get out. The only time he's been in the suit was that one scene in in the the second Bill Burr episode. No way. Dead serious. There's a skinny guy and a big guy. I don't. Ooh, I don't and know. And Pedro if I Pascal like does that. only voice acting. Oh, so it's. I'm reading about it right now. It's not that he does only voice acting. The headline here, and the headline is an article. I think everybody knows that um says pedro pascal isn't in the mandalorian suit as much as you think uh so i guess like it is the star wars things this article points out that like james Earl jones wasn't in the darth vader Vader ever yeah right like i'm not saying it's a bad thing but yeah yeah it definitely like sort of raises the question of like how did you have filming problems well like the actors that are in the suit are also people right right but what are they doing i don't know who else who's in the mandalorian bill burr what's he doing nothing yeah probably not what mark hamill doing nothing what's that that comedian he's big right now he doesn't wear a shirt burt kreischer burt kreischer what do you think of him i'm i have tickets to see him do you like two weeks yeah here in town here in town yeah i knew he's coming he's hilarious uh, do you yeah I can't get a read on it. He wears I, a shirt remember, now. No, I don't think he does. I think he does. I think it was just that one tour. I don't know. Uh, I can't get a re- good read on the dude. I, you know, I heard that story. I've seen a lot of his stuff. And I, everybody remembers that story he does about the Russian bear thing. Yeah, it's one of the funniest I, pieces of stand-up comedy I've ever heard in my life. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. He's big, right? He's very big. He's right very now. big, right? Now. You should watch. Uh, he was just recently on uh, Tom Segura's podcast. They were really funny. Yeah, I watched that episode. I really like Tom Segura as well. Who's Tom Segura? Tom Segura is another stand-up comedian. Would I recognize him? Probably. I don't know that I do. He's having a moment on TikTok. He's uh, he's the guy that has that that bit about like. First of all, you know, there's white people in Mexico. Is the guy's like, no, I don't. I've not heard that bit. Really? Oh my god! I'm just, yeah. It's so funny. There's white huh. people. There's black people. There's Asian people. And it's really gonna blow your mind. Those Asian people, they speak Spanish too. <laughs> it's so funny. I have heard that. Yeah, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah. that's Tom Segura. He's hilarious. Um, he's yeah, he's big in. He's a big Netflix guy. I've watched all his specials on Netflix. He's, he's hysterical. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying those. Yeah, I've been getting into comedy more than comedy. I have been in the past. Comedy. Ha- comedy. 
Yeah, somehow I've been to very few comedy shows in my life, despite the fact that other than country concerts, that's literally all we get in this town. Yeah, I've so I've seen a few good ones. I've seen Seinfeld. Yeah, I somehow managed to never see Seinfeld when he came through. I've seen Amy Schumer. Mm, that sounds awful. You know what's weird? We listened to one of her first stand-up albums in the car, and we like laughed out loud. Like it was fantastic, really excellent stuff. We watched like when she had that kind of moment in Hollywood. We watched most of those movies, and people would like trash them, but I thought they were hilarious. Uh, and then we went and saw her perform, and I don't think I laughed the entire time. That sucks. And that made me really sad. Like we were, I think Emily enjoyed it, but we were like really kind of like riding this train. I don't know if she did something that would make her like be canceled or whatever, truthfully. And I pardon my ignorance on that. I think she uh, did, but I don't really remember. Like in my mind. Yeah, like I, so she, she vanished completely. Yeah. But I, you know, we were, we were kind of riding that train and it was really disappointing to go to a show we were really excited about and it not be good. Well, I, I'm so back and forth on comedians and which comedians I do and don't like. Because um, all you ever hear is like, especially in the age of TikTok, you hear the same like bits uh-huh. over and over to the point where like I, before I ever watched a John Mulaney special, I was like, I want nothing to do with John Mulaney. Just his whole presence was so like, oh my God, shut up. Stop speaking. Why do you talk like that? You know? And then I watched one of his specials. I was just finally like, I'm going to give the dude a chance. And he, it was hilarious. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He's very funny. Yeah. And like, I used to love like Kevin Hart and like, I've lived, but I watched the most recent Kevin Hart special. And I was like, this is awful. So you didn't that just break your heart. Yeah. You know, who's one that I had never, they were, when we were in college. We were big in the Imgur community. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. Jimmy Carr was a comedian who there would be a lot of gifs of. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you heard Jimmy Carr's voice? Yeah. I mean, it was on Top Gear. Were you extremely surprised? No. Jimmy Carr doesn't sound at all like what he looks like. I don't know how to like, I don't know what that means. Wasn't what I expected. That's fair. Anyway, um, Jimmy Carr's comedian. But then I watched one of his specials and I, I remember very much liking it. But like, yeah, I, I couldn't. I watched a Bill Burr stand up a long time ago. And I was like, I do not like this guy. I don't like his brand of humor and whatever. And then like he, I was sold on Bill Burr between King of Staten Island and The Mandalorian. Then I went back and watched another one and I was like, oh, wait, this is funny. I don't know. Well, like, the, I go so back and forth with comedians. Like, I, I I don't think I've ever been as well, like, thing hot or cold about, on comedians as I have or, uh, on anything as I have on comedians. Well, with comedians, too, I think it's so much about like where you are and what stage of life you're in. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, I guess that's like, it's all supposed to be relatable content. Right. And it's like the way in which you relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious if I booted up Vicious Circle, what I would think I'm of terrified. Dane Cook. Terrified. Although that being said, like I, I have enough nostalgic memories with the Dane Cook records that like I could still listen to Harmful of Swallowed and be fine. You know, it's so funny. I would put that album on like shuffle, like with all of my music. Yes. Yeah, I just listen to single bits. <laughs> Every now and then it would. Yeah. It would just like it took a tire to the face. <laughs> <laughs> I think about Dane Cook all the time because he was Where the guy, do you go? He was on the one fucking road you're on to me. Yeah, every time I go through a drive-thru, I think about Dane Cook, and every time I uh, am in a parking garage, I think about Dane Cook. Wait, why in a parking garage? Because he was the first one that introduced me to the concept that, that your tires are louder in a parking garage than anywhere else in the world. Oh. <laughs> that your car, like, screams the whole time. It does. That's the Dane truth. Yeah. It's very annoying. And that's the thing is, I think Dane Cook, especially in that era, made such, like, generally relatable content that, like... That still holds up. I don't know, man. I'm so scared. Like the, the BK Lounge is still funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and like, I think it was in Vicious Circle. Uh, maybe it was one of them where he tells a story about like about people giving directions to like somebody's house that have like cardinal directions in them. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like you're gonna head west. 
Yeah. And like, that is West. That is permanently relatable content, right? Like you can always Yeah. Uh, next week on bacon and eggs. You <laughs> day we cover vicious circle. <laughs> we could do like employee of the month. No, no. We're actually doing a movie from that era next week, unless we're pushing back the movie that was supposed to be this week. Within the next two weeks, we're doing a movie from that era. We are? We're doing Jennifer's Body. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I wouldn't really link those two things together in any way. I would uh, immediately link those two things together in my mind. Really? Because when I think Employee of the Month, I think Transformers. Interesting. Uh, Stan Cook. Who's the girl in Employee of the Month? I don't remember. I watched it not all that long ago, and it does. It is still hilarious. If anything, it is aged well because of the like general hatred for corporate America at this point. Yeah. Like in the age of the essential worker, Employee of the Month is aged very well. Waiting, still hilarious. Still good. This is so classic, man. Well, we did a really good job talking about two episodes of The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. Listen, if if you've never listened to Bacon and Eggs before, this is kind of what you should expect to get out of it. Uh, But also some episodes are super content on the content heavy. Yeah. So like, you know, just pick an episode. Just vibe with us. Maybe you like it, maybe you won't. Just vibe, bro. That's the new Bacon and Eggs tagline. It's no longer a movie lover's podcast. It's Bacon and Eggs colon. Come vibe with us. Yeah. Sometimes we still name everything after movies. So can I tell you just a quick story about something that's not funny? Yeah. So my mother-in-law was making a grocery list earlier today. Okay. And um, she was like, is there anything you need? Just write it down on the grocery list. And when we go to Target, we'll pick it up. And what do you think I wrote down, Ethan? Uh, bacon and eggs. No. I wrote one DVD copy of Encino Man. Encino Man. One rubber band bowl. <laughs> one pleather jacket. <laughs> But then I also mixed in with the funny stuff, stuff I really didn't need. So I was like, I need a new broom and mop. Did you get a copy things. of Encino Man? Um, no, they're still at Target. But if there's a DVD copy of Encino Man at the Roanoke Target, I will give them any sum of money to take it off. Their I mean, hands. if there if there exists, I don't think it would be the Roanoke Target. I think if there exists anywhere an available for purchase DVD copy of Encino Man, it is in the bottom of a $5 bin at the Valley View Walmart. Yes, I do think you're right about that. You can buy Encino Man on Target's app, but it is not in any stores. That doesn't surprise me at all. But here's what we could do, Ethan. I could buy it, get it shipped to my house, return it to the Roanoke Target, and then what are they going to do? They've got to sell probably it. throw it away. Probably. They'd probably be like, ah, oh, look, a DVD copy of Encino. Speak Man. of the devil. Uh, we got rap. Okay. Uh, but that's, anyway, that's, if you I've never Target, seen Encino Man, fun fact. You've never seen it? I don't even know what it's about. Uh, Brendan Fraser is uh, like a caveman, frozen in ice. I think it's thawed out, and then he goes to like Encino High School. Nice. With like two stoner kids. One of them, Sean Astin. Nice. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll cover that eventually. Oh my God, we so should. Uh, Get like yeah, Adam T. Siska to come on and talk about Encino Man. Uh, do you have that plug? I, I'm sure it is like a like a DM somewhere. Right. I can't imagine that he's busy. I thought they were touring. The Academy is? Yeah, that's like the word. No. They're going on a tour. Anyway, Bacon and Eggs is a production of the WBNE Podcast Network. If you like this show, you want to listen to more like it, you should listen to Ethan's other podcast. It's called Late to the Party. They play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I don't think we have to do previews in this show, so do that. Here's do my that. impression of the preview of Late to the Party. Dun, 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 dun. What's up? I'm Jordan Balky, and I'm Ethan Edgehill. 
And I'm Camille. And I'm Tyler. And we play Dungeons and Dragons. We're really good at it. Circular room? I don't think so. Tieflings in Miami? What? Come listen to, to Late to the Party. If it's your first time, that's okay. Because we were late to the party, too. That was a great promo. I couldn't, do, couldn't have done it better myself. I know. I think I nailed it. Your, your Tyler Doobie impression's impeccable. I think they'd be I'm very happy. I'm Tyler Doobie. I'm Tyler Doobie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm Tyler Doobie. Uh, my goal is for for Tyler to send me a text message like for that call out. That's like that's how I'll know I've won. That's how you'll know. That's how I'll the know. The more you know. Anyway, uh, this has been an episode of Bacon and Eggs. Um, graphics by Vashon Brandon. Music is by Four Years Strong. Uh, and I'm Ethan Etchell. That's Tyler Carlin. Bye. Bye.